Hey guys, welcome back to Tom Girl TV. We are in episode 13 and we have actor, writer, producer, voiceover goddess Lori Allen. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, one, two, three. It's for you. Oh. Oh. It's a <laughs> I'm gonna walk around with that. I love oh it. Oh my gosh. gosh. Have you seen this? No, I have not seen this on that. YouTube. So, this is courtesy of Nickelodeon and for SpongeBob. It's no called way. Like a Girl, which I thought was fitting for Tom Girl. Oh my gosh, that's so wonderful. I've never seen that. Yeah. You gotta go check it out. Would it's it a video about all like a boombox, and I was like, hey. Yeah. I'm for. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. <laughs> I've never seen that before. It's adorable. So this, guys, that pearl is Lori. Yay! <laughs> Hi, everybody. Yeah. Lori, this is Lori Allen. Tell everybody where they can follow you at on social media. Oh my gosh. The first, I'm so distracted. I'm like, I, I, I surprised things, or sorry. things, right? <laughs> I seem to have numbers uh, associated with my social media. So Lori Allen, the numeral one. And on Instagram, Lori Talk 4. Because I guess there was just like people above me, which mm -hmm. how dare they? Um, before me, oh my goodness! And then uh, I just have my website, lauriellen.com. Uh, and what else? What are the other social um, medias? Is, is, is. Well, I think we'll have your Twitter handle up probably underneath yeah, you right now. Yeah, one and Instagram, Instagram Lori, yeah. Lori talk for we just did some crazy yeah. and Instagram things because mm -hmm. I was saying that I just ate a crap of a uh, huge thing of popcorn. It smelled so good when I walked in. I'm like, I just hope I don't choke. So if I do, <laughs> you're gonna have to give I'll me the highlight. I'm ready, I'm ready. And I have this. So uh, yeah. All right. Well, so you thanks. I mean, you do it all. So we're going to we're going to ma mainly focus on voice over here today cuz that's how you and I know each other. So yes. we'll talk most about that world, but also to want to touch on all the other wonderful things you do. I mean, writer, producer, actor, theater, comedy, improv, everything. There's not a thing you don't Thank do. You. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. So let's first talk about, um, for those of you who don't know Lori, what I wanted to show first was just your a uh, little bit of your animation demo reel so they can get a sense of oh the goodness. range of all the things you do and see some of your characters. Okay. Then we're going to pull up of just a couple of the characters okay. there. So. Ostrich University! Anybody getting off? Okay, you, you can read the next one. <laughs> No, you can't. No, you. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let's let's read it both together. Okay. Ready? Okay. Here's, Here's Ollie, Ollie Williams, Williams with, with a Blacky black weather, weather Forecast. forecast. <laughs> SpongeBob! <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Nothing I do is working. Sure it is, Pearl. Look at all the hip young people eating salads. No, don't you get it? I've been trying to get fired since day one. If I can't have you back here. Are those my daughter's toys? <laughs> Come on, buddy, let's go. We're leaving. What do you consider selling? Cry. I, I feel so strange. Huh? What? Well, hey, you're not gonna throw up, are you? Sue! This! She's fading away. What is it? What, what's wrong? Oh, read, read. Well, Valspar is the love your color guarantee. If I don't love it, I get another color free. I'm thinking more of this. Muriel! Oh, yeah, like she's going to answer you, Tom. And here we go with the attitude. This is why you're single. Oh, so I'm not supposed to point out when you do something stupid? You hear that? You hear that tone you're using? That's penis repellent right there. Look at this scar. Yeah. This mm. is proof that I was a video once game a here, right? The boss? Yes. Awesome. I gave up my body and my child for my country. 
There is nothing left inside me now. Nothing at all. We gotta save the glimmer So that's just what we'll do. Are we still in the Hugglewoods? Oh, I think so. But I've never seen this part before. So I don't even know which way to go. I just want a hug. I'm welling up with tears. Now get off. I mean, so amazing. Yay. <laughs> I mean, there's so much stuff and there's so much range. Let's just talk about, like, some of the characters. Um, so Pearl from SpongeBob. Yeah. What do you love most about Pearl? I think I love about Pearl uh, the most, well, so many things. But um, she's just a big, like, teenager who just really wants to be liked. And... Um, you know, and she just like sticks up for herself. She's just a goofball. She's just a goofball. She has. She just wants her for like we are into season twelve, which is amazing. Almost at like at twenty years, which is incredible. I mean, I, I just yeah. feel so blessed. But I think Pearl is just such a goofball. She absolutely. Lo- she just loves. Uh, she just loves to just like be herself and just assert herself in any situation. And I, I can't relate to that at all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she's just a girly girl, but like a big loud mouth girly girl. So I just, I just love her. She's just really much. I, I think she's probably the character I can relate to the most. Mm-hmm. And you guys, and I heard you say the, that one. You guys actually read together, which is some, pretty yeah. uncommon for a lot of these jobs. Yeah, anymore. a lot of shows, a lot of shows, especially like uh, Family Guy. We didn't always go in together. I mean, I had to. I read mostly with Seth. So. Um, before my character got, you know, killed off, I, I got to, I would still go in by myself, but during the beginning, we'd all read together, which was amazing. SpongeBob from the very beginning, I mean, both of those shows, I had had the honor, I need to knock on wood um, mm-hmm. somewhere, that um, we've read, you know, as a group from the very beginning, which is incredible, because, you know, I come from a theater background, so I love it, because we're all mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and we just can't stop laughing. I mean, you cannot be in a bad mood, so, um, so grateful for that, and then, and now Tom Kinney is directing. So for those people who don't know, Tom Kinney is, is your director. So SpongeBob is directing, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, so yes, yeah, so we get to go in together, which is which is crazy. So we do like three takes usually, and on the third pass, it's just this silly spastic like blah, 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 mm-hmm. this nutso pass. So it's great. How was the audition process for SpongeBob? You know, it's it's funny from what I remember because I feel like it's 170 years ago <laughs> today. But I, I from what I remember, we ha- we did have a drawing and. Um, you know, for, for any of these auditions where you where you get you're so lucky if you get a picture of the character. Mm-hmm. And I just knew from what I what I read that um, and I think I saw if unless I'm having just, you know, some major senility issues early that um, she was just this. He- I mean, she's the largest character in Bikini Bottom. Right. So I just knew that she was like a teenager and whatever. And so I knew that she was like, Dad, like whatever. But I knew she had to be really like large. So I just put that together and made her sort of slow motion. And so, I, you know, you just kind of layer each factor mm-hmm. in, you know. And so, like, her laugh, like, Pearl's laugh, like, ah, ha, 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 you know, and that <laughs> laughter and her crying, like, Daddy! You know, those things became, like, things that have layered in over the years. And mm-hmm. they've written stuff in, you know, that that's just how those characters just become iconic. You know, forget, forget Pearl, like, all sort of animation characters, you know. But I just knew since she was so large that her voice had to be lower and bigger. And so you just add, like, teenager with that. You add, like... The size of her and a teenager and kind of bratty and yet like a daddy's girl. And that's how she kind of came out, you know. Were you always from the get-go ready, able to make like big kind of ballsy choices like you do with the characters from the get-go? Yeah, just because I'm lucky enough to have parents that are 
that um, always encouraged me to do this. They're both uh, actors, voice actors. They grew up in the D.C. area in Maryland, D.C., mm-hmm. on the East Coast. And um, <laughs> so my parents, uh, they met at theater school. So they were theater majors with radio minors. And so um, so I always was encouraged to do that. I think if I had come home and said, I want to be a lawyer or doctor, they would have been like, you know what, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you really need to have a backup and like tap dancing and juggling. So, um, so I watched them just, you know, do the same thing we're doing. And, you know, be freelancers. And then my dad went into jingle writing and have an ad agency. And my mom was like this badass, like, booth announcer. And she, I mean, I can't even barely get my mom mm. on the phone. If, if you guys are watching, I hope mommy will call me later. Um, <laughs> she's always, like, directing a play and producing a play oh. and in a play. And, you know, they're both just creative. Like, my dad writes, you know, musicals. And my brother's a, um, an amazing guitarist and singer. My sister's an amazing singer. She's a DJ in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very creative environment. Um, you know, from where I come from, so, yeah. So when did you first, then at what age start, like, you know, okay, like, going for the voiceover like, kind of work? Oh, well, I think, well, I think uh, I was put in some archway cookie spot, and so I had to say, like, hey, archway cookie man, you know, and I think that they just probably, at, at, at a young age, like, fed me the lines, I was like, this is awesome, and then, um, and then my dad would stick me and my sister in some of the commercials, and I was like, these are great. And then he had a great Shakey's campaign, and we just had to do that. Like He was one of the first guys to do like that close-up, you know, like single cam kind of stuff, and uh-huh. we were like, ah, you know, it was me and my cousins. And so we did like this great Shakey's commercial, and I was like, I'm hooked, you know. And then I said to my mom, I just kind of actually want to be a normal kid, and she was like, great. You know, they were not stage mom and dad kind of people. And um, so I just went off to be a normal kid, and then... When I went to theater school, I was just like, I want to be a musical theater gal. I want to be on stage. You know, I want to be like, you know, I want to be like Faith Prince and um, just every musical theater gal that I knew and grew up with. I was like, I'm going to be Patti LuPone. I just wanted to be Bernadette Peters. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought, maybe I should like, I don't know, like have voiceover be like my day job. Mm-hmm. So I went home and had my dad make me a demo and came back to New York and took some more coaching, you know, and did that kind of stuff. And this wonderful woman, I, I praise God for Alice Whitfield, who um, um, sent my demo. She worked with me, and, and like I was like her protege, and she sent my demo reel off to Don Buckwald and Associates in New York. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I think I'll make that like my job job, you know? Mm-hmm. I just love it so much. It's like the ultimate form of storytelling. You know, you don't get mm-hmm. to raise an eyebrow, have your hand on your hip. I mean, you are you are just there with your voice. You know, I just mm-hmm. love it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because talk about um, you do commercial, narration, animation, all different realms yeah. of voiceover. Yeah. yeah. I love it because, like I said, I got to watch my folks do it. And, and I really genuinely believe, because I coach now, too, that, you know, um, whether it's like Tonight at Five or L'Oreal or, you know, holding down a character of an animated show or series or just any kind of audition that you have, your job as a storyteller, mm-hmm. you know. And um, like today I was doing my <laughs> my Hallmark movies and mysteries. And every time, especially when it's like tonight at 5, tomorrow night at 5, like it's like, woo, like everything is exciting. Like the stakes are high. Like when you're doing a commercial, mm-hmm. it's like you need to buy this product. When you're doing, not that everything should be big and large overacting because that was just like crazy. But, um, you know, it's... The stakes are high, and you're telling a story. So, I um, I'm lucky enough to, to do the promo. I, I I love to I love that channel. I'm so grateful to be able to to, to voice for them, and um, and some of them are really sweet and sort of rom com, and some of them are very mystery y. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so even the tags I get excited to do, like tonight at nine, tomorrow at nine, Sunday at nine, always at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, animation stuff is crazy. Commercial stuff like that Valspar ad, I get to be like the crazy talking the chameleon. Uh-huh. And now they've written a campaign for us. 
Again, I just want to knock on wood somewhere. I don't know. So, yeah, to me, it's just always telling a story. You get to, to get behind the... The mic just happens to be there, but, you know, you're telling a story. And, again, I come from a theater background, so... I think I we learned. do have, real quick, since you're talking about the theater, I oh think we have God. a, cl- you you created your own part, correct? And Reefer, the musical, is that what was? I created the, the, the part par- of May, yeah. which is like sort of a Reefer Dan Madam in uh, Reefer Madness, which my dear friends Kevin uh, Murphy and Dan Studney wrote this amazing musical. Yeah. Oh but my just, goodness. So you, just so you guys can hear her chop some more, this is. I have to leave him. But something makes me stay. <laughs> it's the stuff. Telling the kids to get off the stuff. Don't smoke marijuana. <laughs> I've tried to kill him, but my guy gives me love. And the stuff. <laughs> so great. Right. The lyrics and music yeah. are amazing. Yeah. It's just fascinating for me because, so what about those people who say, you shouldn't try to do it all. You need to just focus on one thing. Yeah, what would you have to say to that? I think I would say that, um, well, I guess the thing is about um, you just don't want to pigeonhole yourself. First of all, you know, the business has changed so much changed so much since I came up and into things. And, um, you know, whether it's I've, I've dabbled in, like, stand-up, and now I've written something and produced a, a show, which, which, is, which is amazing, with my co-creator, Fia Pereira. And... It's like, you know, things change and, and like you learn so much, I think, too, from each project that you do. Like I, I everything for me has has begun with theater. And then I was a Groundlings member in New York. So like improv keeps you fast and on your feet mm-hmm. for especially for VO. And then you know what I mean? And then like each thing sort of helps the other. And so now I really have this like this itch to scratch about directing. Now I want to be on the other side of things, you know, and and I'm able to be a good coach and help people make their demos because I know from when I've done that and I had one of my mentors, Charlie Adler, be in the room when I made all my demos. So I know what it's like to do that. So Mm -hmm. for me, I think to limit yourself is doing yourself a disservice because if you have all this stuff in you that's 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 in there, like, why would you squelch that? You know, I think it was Martha Graham made this great quote, and I'm, maybe I'm totally getting it wrong, and somebody will tweet it at us or whatever. Um, you're you're really putting you're dampening your light. You know, if you have all mm-hmm. this stuff that that wants to come out and shine, at least see, at least investigate it. Take that improv class, like get into a good scene study class. Take it, just be creative. Period. Especially as an actor or someone who's artistic, like take a pottery class. Like just make sure mm-hmm. you're being creative, so that in this business it ebbs and flows. I mean, I have had some really hard times where I'm like, oh my god, no, 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 no. <laughs> as long as we're staying creative and those juices are flowing, you're more apt to then find work and be in a good place emotionally, spiritually. To, so when work comes in, you're like, yeah, I'm in a good place, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about that because I know you're big on that, like taking care of yourself and, you know, whatever that means for you, whether it's yoga or doing whatever, so that yeah. you are open it's a lot and of available cigarettes. to no, yeah, I'm kidding. drinking. Yeah. yeah, I had a glass of champagne <laughs> when I got my hair blown. I was like, oh, I don't. Th- I think I can have like a half a sip of that. Um, <laughs> woo. Um, I, I mean, listen, there have been times when I just thought, like, I, it's really difficult, especially they're like, mm, you know, trying to find a new agent. We have the women in the 50s, sort of cougar, funny lady who can really do also good drama category things. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to take that with a grain of salt and I'm just going to keep on going. I mean, this business also isn't for sissies. Like, you got to mm-hmm. you got to create your own stuff now, which I that's what my show is about, is like finding relevancy and love and the business. Um, because... What what else are you going to do? You have to be your own cheerleader. So you got to really 
like radical self-care to me means taking care of my insides means like it's so hippy dippy and anybody that's watching this is going to be like yeah but um whether it's just like making sure i spend time with family and friends and animals and also one big thing for me um when i was going through the most wretched breakup my friend my dear friend fia was like you gotta you know you might want to come out and be of service more i think that'll really get you out of this this really dark place that i was Mm -hmm. in and it totally did and then it kept me in this one particular arena of trying to save dogs um, from the dog meat trade, which happens in Asia, and they do all sorts of horrible things to them. Um, So I want to bring a lot of awareness to that um, because they're tortured, then they try to, they consume them. So Mm -hmm. I, uh, for me to be of service to someone else, and just in general, like, what if it's just smiling at somebody? I mean, here in Los Angeles, what if you just said, hey, when I lived in New York, people like, oh, New Yorkers. New Yorkers are so friendly. We'll say hi to you on the street. L.A., you're like, you know, people cut you off as they're like at Whole Foods going to get their like, you know, Zen meditation peppermint oil. And you're like, you know what? You know, and it's just like, just be nice to people. Be nice to people, whether it's animals, you know, helping literacy, you know, battered women's shelter, like older folks. Go, just go do something. There is Mm -hmm. no end to compassion. Go be of service somewhere. Do something that's larger than yourself. This business has so much you know, yeah. neuroses, go do something that gets you out of your head and helps other people. That really helps me. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm from Nebraska originally where we all, you have to, if you're rude if you don't say hi to somebody that yeah. walks, you know, is next to you. And I thought the same thing when I lived in New York first. I thought they were great. They were friendly, yeah. helpful. And then I moved here and same experience. Like, like walked down the street, wow. nobody, yeah, people cutting you off. I was like, ah. I mean, there's some great people here, but there's a lot of that, which does, when you're being creative, it can start to wear you down. Like, if you don't take care of yourself or, or take that trip out, yeah. you know, to Palm Springs or do something that you And you also have you to, away. like, take breaks. I think as, like, a someone who's, especially VO people, like, if they're in their own booth, uh, if you're, I'm sorry, I'm trying to cross my legs under the table really, um, eh, with a lot of uncomfortability. Um, if you're in your booth, um, if you're going from audition to audition, you're trying to learn lines and you're trying to... You know, see your friends, LA's especially spread out, or anyone who's listening anywhere. You know, you have to make the effort to see your friends and see your family. Like, I'm going home for my dad's birthday and I'm happy I'm going to go see my mom at Christmas. It's like you have to make the effort Mm -hmm. and you have to make the effort for yourself and other people to stay connected, or else it just becomes this vacuum. And I've been so guilty of that myself. You have to, you have to stay present in your own life Mm -hmm. and other people's because otherwise you're like, sort of just sort of fade away and you're like wait a minute wait a minute where are all my friends Mm -hmm. where you know Mm -hmm. and just saying hi to people it's like hi and people are like hello (laughs) hi back Mm -hmm. you know Mm-hmm. Another thing with voiceover and, and acting is a lot of the rejection. So how do you deal with when either you maybe you had a job and you got let go from it or you had an audition or you're not you have go through a spell where you're not booking? What are the things that you do to maybe break up your routines or like get yourself through those? Yeah. Not that you've had many troubles booking. No, but. <laughs> I have certainly have. I mean, uh, I think like I said, it go, I think understanding that the business has highs and lows um, and just sort of knowing the trends, like summertime is like, huh, what? Um, for voice and on camera. Um, and again, do your own stuff. I hate hearing that. I hate, like, oh, you have to do your own stuff. And you're like, eh, you. Um, but doing your own stuff really helps. Getting it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to talk to some younger friends of mine. I just worked on a movie last week. And they're all like, we're in this Meisner class. And we're doing this, like, Strasbourg thing. And I was like, I have got to get back into acting class. Um, and also just knowing it's not personal. You know, I really struggle mm-hmm. with that myself. It's not, it's nothing personal. They went with a blonde, they went with a brunette. You know, it's just, it's not mm-hmm. personal. And I think because I've been doing it so long, out of all the neuroses I have, that's not, <laughs> it's just not one of them. Because 
it's it's just not personal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really isn't. So I just try to stay focused on the work itself. Um, and I certainly fall prey to like, you know, the neuroses of it. Um, but I just really try to, again, go back to what we were saying before is seeing my friends and having fun and just adding more fun and service into my life because otherwise I'm like, down the rabbit hole she goes, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to stay on uh, voiceover a little bit more, so uh, for, for those voiceover people out there, you know, listening and trying to get tips and things, yeah. Um, I know we have a couple questions from people too. But um, so do break us walk us through like what happens from the second you you get a script Mm -hmm. to to sending that audition out oh sure um when i get a script i try to i scan it you know i just i read it i read it through usually like two or three times and then i actually because the trends one of the things you guys have for folks that want to get into voiceovers um you have to listen to the trends and i'm sure you know too from your work the the trend right now is um is very very non uh non-announcery very real conversational and sometimes i'm like because i have a very voiceover sounding voice you know i grew up with like two voiceover parents they were like good night honey see see you in the morning you know (laughs) so um i'm kidding mom and dad um so sort of and so um i i read it through and then i will do a couple things that i talk about in coaching which is that sometimes i'll like try to just like think about i'll scan it down for what is the spot trying to say um that I'm totally making this up, right? So let's say that you can get two phones. You can get if it's a family sharing plan, like if it's Verizon, right? Mm-hmm. So then, then if you get one phone, then you can get two for the, you know, the, for the rest of the family, or if it's for um, whatever, whatever the gist of the spot is. Like I try to get the gist of the spot, like Diet Coke. Um, it's like you know, it's it's the most amazing thing you could have for the summer, you know, for barbecues and and stuff like that. Um, so I try to kind of get the gist of the of the spot and then I just get an opinion about it right so mm-hmm. even though let's say I'm vegan and I don't drink soda um I will still get an opinion about just like summer fun you know and then I will talk myself in and I learned that so many years ago from Mary Lynn Wisner and I love you I love you Mary Lynn for that too. so much <laughs> um and so I will talk myself in and I do exactly what I do in in on camera acting which is like who am I talking to and I I have actually in my booth at my house a little stick figure person and I have it's like a, it's sort of this ambiguous person because it's like a stick figure and I cannot draw but I basically just remember I'm talking to someone and, and sometimes if I don't even have the wherewithal that I'm talking to you or to my, my sister I often talk to her um, especially even if it's funny about shopping or if it's like insurance because our parents are getting older. Sorry, folks, if you're watching, but you know what I mean. I just know that I'm talking to someone mm-hmm. and I kind of talk myself in and then I just edit that stuff out. And just knowing that I'm talking to someone, especially if the spot starts off with like introducing mm-hmm. or, you know, so that it just kind of has this natural feel. And I'm just like, if here's the piece of paper, right? The, the thing that I do is like, I'm just... I'm just like looking at the copy and I'm just coming up and I'm just going to kind of tell you about it. I'm just going to give you the information that's on the page and I'm just going to give you the information. I'm just telling you the words that are on the page and that keeps it conversational for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of how I do it. And, for, and, and even animation now sort of it has a more conversational sort of cinematic sort of read to it unless it's just like, you know, super Disney. Even that has a more cinematic feel. And then I usually will do a second take that's more improv because I love just not knowing what I'm saying and letting stuff like fly out of my mouth. And then I hit, you know, I may make it into an MP3 and then off it goes. Mm-hmm. Ah, love it. And then this sounds amazing and your book and it's great. <laughs> Hope so. Yeah. Knock on wood. And yeah. I, do, so I do usually like send it and say a good prayer and say yeah. like, whoever gets it, amen. Woohoo, send. 
<laughs> oh, it's such a fun world. Um, what advice do you have for people who, since you have so, so, such a long animation, um, you know, background, for people now maybe wanting to get in it when a lot of the jobs are with celebrities or we see less jobs? I see people. that, too. Yeah. I feel that, too. Or the same, you know, group of fabulous ladies that I'm grateful enough to call my friends. Um, that that's I'm always like, gosh, they have the market cornered. You know, nobody can do your voice but you. I mean, you, you just, I think so much of the time, myself included, you try to sound like so-and-so. Well, I can't sound like Tara Strong or Gray Delisle or whatever. I can't sound like Chris Summer. You know, you can only sound like you. So we're so busy in our head trying to think of, I don't sound like so-and-so. I can't possibly compete with the business itself. And then you're so in your head that you can't possibly be actually in the scene. Mm-hmm. You can't be possibly in the scene, and, and so especially when you're auditioning for, or you're making a demo, or you're even at work, especially if you're going in by yourself for jobs, or you're doing some stuff that's in a right-to-work state that's not union, um, then uh, you have to really make sure that you're in a scene. We need to hear you in, this, in a scene with someone. You know, mm-hmm. We have to really make sure that we're, we're hearing you in a scene. So the more, um, the more that you've taken some improv or some acting so that we can hear you mid dialogue, mid scene. And a lot of the audition stuff that I know that I get is like one sentence and one sentence that ha- that has no correlation to the sentence prior mm-hmm. or the one after. So um, I hope that makes some sense. So mm-hmm. to stay in class and always have your, your sort of acting chops and just know that there is nobody that sounds like you. And so um, when I get in, and also just like one thing that, that Charlie gave me that um, you guys can all just send me a check for <laughs> is that um, uh, to think of all the crazy people that are in your family, dialects that you like to do, celebrity impressions that you do very well or very poorly, and people that um, that you just have met along the way in your life, stories that you've ho- liked to tell. Like about that. I went to, I know this crazy lady that I met at this party who totally talked like she had a weird like Sibylline-esque or whatever. Make this card, this this like. I tell this for all my students, so really everybody can send me a check. But you make like a note card and you write down like, you know, just this crazy cast of characters. Like I, my first roommate at college was Susie Kennedy and she was from Chicago. And she's like, I've never met anybody that was half Jewish. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, of course, I'm totally obsessed with that. And then my stepmother's... Um, from Philly, and her best friend is uh, Hope. And she's like, oh, he's got this high voice. And she's like, oh, Lord, you've lost so much weight. I can't believe it, you know. So there's certain characters in my life that I've come across who I love. And so I've just, they're sort of like up in my brain. So keep mm-hmm. those char- those cast of characters so that you don't feel like you have to reach so far outside of yourself. Like, I don't have what it takes. You have met at least 20 people in your head, in your mm-hmm. I mean, in your life, that you can store up here that you already know and can do with joy so that when, when you're, reading uh, and you can practice just by reading scripts uh, or stuff from a magazine or from a book get a great book get a great you know crazy like child's book and read them in those characters so that you then have them all at your disposal at your fingertips Mm -hmm. you don't have to go outside and like I don't have what it takes yeah you do yeah you totally do yeah especially airports malls places where you see tons of people airport I love oh yeah when we were teaching in Atlanta together you and I we met a lot of crazy Uh characters we were probably too tipsy to write them down but anyway yeah (laughs) I know we should have been writing Uh those down (laughs) oh well someday they'll come back to us (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's ask we had one person that had a good little video where you, it was just sounds. Um, I was going to read her name if I can pull up from oh, all yes. your fans I think it's that Kelly. tweeted. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you have the name? I think it's like... Kelly, right? Kelly Bender. Um, she, I think she was yeah. showing a clip of me. <laughs> I don't even know how that got out there. Yeah, Kelly the, Bender. In, yeah. You guys can hear her. Okay, just listen. 
So it's like on a loop. So Tom Kinney and I were husband and wife, so we were on SpongeBob together. But there was a show called Huggle Monsters that you played from from my reel, which was very sweet. Thank you. And so we played husband and wife on the show Huggle Monsters. And my character is very dingy. And in fact, from that exercise, just P.S. I was very obsessed with laughing when I was a kid. I'm aging myself, but I love Goldie Hawn's voice. So she went on my list. And so this character was a very kind of earthy. Um, but, but dingy, but very earthy. So I totally chose to use Goldie Hawn. And then Tom Kenny was like this. So I, that was my character, Mama, and his character was Dado. And in that particular episode, I can't remember what uh, we were monsters. <laughs> what does it say? I don't remember. Uh, we were supposed to make monster. We were either doing yeah, the- proud monster <laughs> noises. We were doing proud monster noises or annoyed monster noises or something like that. So, um, and we're, it, it, we look very insane, right? So, it, you, oftentimes, whether you're at home auditioning or whether you're in the job at the job, you're definitely like physicalizing. You're just trying to like make sure you're not off mic. You're staying on mic. So we were like. Ah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So you have to just get into this crazy place where if you're a monster and that's how monsters talk, right? Then that's that's what we were doing. And so I forget who took that that uh, that that little clip. I don't think clip. it doesn't say here. I don't remember. No. Um, I'm, I I couldn't have because I'm doing it. But it's definitely us being like happy um, parents or something. Happy happy monster parents or very sad monster parents or whatever we were doing. We mm-hmm. were just being very physical. So you'll f- find very strange clips of most voice actors looking very inappropriate, like. You know, just <laughs> acting insane with their bodies. Like, we have no, you know, no ability to stand upright. But, yeah, that's yeah. what we were doing. That's awesome. Uh, one more question from, so, Diane Simmons fans. So this is another one of your huge characters from Family Guy. I think we have a photo of that for you, too. Um, it says, what is your opinion about Seth MacFarlane bringing Diane Simmons back to Family Guy? Do you think it will happen? Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I, I think uh, I think it's so funny because if anybody watches Family Guy or watched that particular time, um, people fall into the water all the time on soap operas. So I'm like, wouldn't it be so great? If she came back as a zombie, I think that'd be hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, she and I have had a back and forth thing, which would be great. If she um, came back as like her crazy sister, it would just be so like a soap opera. It would just be crazy. There's so many myriad of things. So I think everybody should just bombard Seth, who is so talented and lovely and and a, and a dear friend, to just think of something crazy and wild and just give him like crazy ideas and just keep retweeting. You know, bring Diane yep. back. We just have to start a movement because the ca- guys, Tom and it. Diane, right? Yep. I'll look into your camera. I'll look into your camera because the, the the banter from them in the early uh the early years actually for many many years a dozen years is just is just like is just like none other it's yeah. so hysterical so i'd love it if her evil twin came back and tried to get a job there or she, i don't know she ran for mayor of the you know since our lovely departed adam west is no longer there i don't know something crazy um where she had some role and i think that if we just made loud enough stink and started tweeting at fox <laughs> there's some yeah. vodka come here oh. <laughs> All right, we're on it. We're going to start it tonight. Yeah. Start the movement. Start the movement. Bring <laughs> Diane back. But, yes, she's a great person to follow, and I really appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah. I know this is probably hard to choose, but is there a character that's your favorite or that is really, no? No, there really isn't because when I first came to L.A., um, I have Chris Zimmerman to thank because we did, like, a pre-Family Guy thing called Larry and Steve because uh, Seth won this amazing um, I don't. I don't know what you would call it. Like that's not a scholarship, but it was his time to. It was he was graduating from Rhode Island School of Design, and he won this um, amazing uh, opportunity to film his, record his, whatever it was, his sort of thesis or his final project. 
uh, from Rhode Island School of Design, and he went to Hanna-Barbera, and Chris Zimmerman, who I'd taken classes with, because I was like, I don't need to take class. I'm hilarious. I was in the groundlings. <laughs> he was like, no, 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 you need to take lots of classes for animation. Um, so uh, Chris Zimmerman hired me and Seth, and we did all the voices for his final uh, project, which was called Larry and Steve. So if you look that up, that that's really fun. And then... A couple of years later, we'd stayed in touch, actually, by the good old-fashioned telephone and, I think, like, writing letters. And then all of a sudden, cut to many years later, uh, we had fallen out of touch. I went to Fox, and I was testing for the character of Lois. And I was like, hi, like, just because the script was so different. It was, a, it was about another guy and a talking dog, but it was totally different. It was so weird. And so, obviously, lovely and talented and insanely funny Alex Borstein got Lois, and I got Diane. And... Um, and so I just fell in love with Diane. And around the same time, I did all these incidental um, ancillary characters. And then I couldn't believe that I, you know, I'm very lucky, got on um, SpongeBob. But also before that, there was a great show I learned, like, on-the-job training about voiceovers. Chris is also responsible for my, I think, my entire career pretty much, besides her and Seth, was a show called SWAT Cats. And so on there was, like, Barry Gordon and Frank Welker and Charlie Adler and... Oh, my gosh, I'm missing some people, so somebody will have to tweet at me who I'm missing. And Candy Milo and um, and Jim Cummings, and it was amazing. And Gary Owens, may he rest oh, in peace, was one yeah. of the loveliest human beings, right? Mm -hmm. And so he played my uncle, and I was this, like, really um, amazing, like, tough little, like, you know, kitty cat, like, fighter pilot. And that was amazing. Um, mm -hmm. And then I love the boss from Metal Gear Solid. I just love that mm -hmm. woman so much. She is tough, and I wish that she were actually in the world right now as a real person. Because she would, I, I don't want to offend anyone politically, but um, yeah, she would just sort of make things right in the world. Yeah, I want to talk about her more because she was one I had. I know you were, she's a beloved character of yours from, yeah. from many people on Twitter and out there. Yeah. Um, so how was that different from other roles just because of her strength and her yeah. attitude and her voice? Yeah. Uh, I remember, you know, as women age, like our voices get different. But uh, So I remember having to really like lower my voice and I would have to do this intense warm up to get my voice to be lower. And so Chris Zimmerman, I remember she is she is an amazing director. And when she's on the talk back, she's like, you you love him. You love him. You know, or she'll be like, you, you would die for this country. You know, and it's just like, oh, my God. So it's very intense with her on the talk back. And for all gaming directors, um, it's just a different it's a different it's like apples to books. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many of us cross over for games and animation. And I don't do nearly as many um, games as I do animation. But the sessions themselves are like night and day. It is vocally very taxing. This is why we're still in mm -hmm. some negotiations. Um, there's, uh, we're just sort of changing the structure of how interactive gaming actually looks to the world. Um, whole other union thing uh -huh. uh, going on there. But um, the that character and gaming in general, the stakes are so high, but not in an animation way. Um, there's so much sort of life and death with the characters that usually has a lot of not just like, you know, shoot them up kind of battle, but there's like you're fighting for your life in a very different way. And that character, um, that character is just so intense. I mean, she is really the prequel to all of that whole Metal Gear, Metal mm -hmm. Gear Solid trilogy. So I just so wish before the, the, the powers that be sort of split up that, um, and who knows, maybe somebody would actually write a prequel for her, for the yeah. boss, because she's really the one that started it all. Yeah, and it's a wonderful character and um, loyalty to the end to all the fans that have just supported um, that character in the mm -hmm. game um, in general. Really yeah, wonderful. That's great. that's great. Awesome. What do you do to, um, you know, since you talked about, like, the, it can be really taxing, though those sessions mm -hmm. can be long and a lot of hours. What do you do to keep yourself in that mindset or to, like, in, start yourself 
if, if there's a day where you're like, maybe you're not feeling it, or you know, yeah. you feel like, oh, I don't know how to do this day. How do you get yeah. yourself out of that and into performing? You mean emotionally or vocally or both? Both, yeah. Um, well, it's vocally, happened. I don't have like those vocal cords of steel. I'm so jealous of so many of my um, VO friends that are just like, Bleh! you know, first thing in the morning, I'm always like, oh my God, I wish I could do that. I like make sure I get to sleep the night before. I am an eight hour gal. Like I sleep. If I don't sleep, I am screwed. So I'm a sleeper. Um, I have to drink a ton of water. Like I'm a water person. I sleep. I make sure, and I'm a, I'm a warm up person. Like I remember even for Huggle Monsters, that little, we gotta save the glimmer bird. Like they were just these little um, blips of songs we had to learn. And everyone would tease me because I was like, la 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 la. Like I have an audition Thursday where I have to sing, and I've been like just singing full because it's I have to sing like full out like Broadway mm -hmm. divas that I have to imitate, and I'm really excited and nervous about it. And I uh, just found out, and so I um, I've been like singing full out because I you know I have to sing. I usually try mm -hmm. to sing every day, um, and if you're in a bad mood, you're just trying to channel that. I mean that's what any performer does of any kind, whether you're a musician or you're a writer. Um, you know, all, all any kind of artist will tell you 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 just put all of that into your work somehow. Yeah. You just have to, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bring it. Yep. I just looked up, and I know we don't have a ton of time left. And I want to make sure we still get a couple more points. So, um, but I, so I want to talk, jump over to on camera a little bit because not only do you have this amazing credits for voiceover, but you have been, I mean, on um, Desperate Housewives, Ray Donovan, Bones, Southland, CSI, Nine Two, and you trimmed Joey's eyebrows on I did. that was awesome <laughs> yeah when I first got out of NYU like I said I thought I wanted to be a musical theater girl and I started working right away thank God I think just because I had such an attitude right so um, I sprayed perfume on people for like six months that was my I, that was my like little day job for about six months and then I was doing voiceover and I I really wanted to um, stay in New York and do theater and then I started doing um, I was on the like the law, law and order was like my first job I think one of my first jobs I was on the Jane Curtin show, and then um, I just I just kept moving through, and I just kept pushing through to do on camera stuff, and I and I and I absolutely love it. I mean, with my improv background and and all that stuff, and I've just been kind of like I'm like your journeyman working gal. Mm -hmm. I just keep I just keep plugging along, you know. And some of the best one of the one of the funnest jobs actually was um, was was waxing jo Joey Matt LeBlanc. Because first of all, he's so handsome, and I remember <laughs> yeah. being on this set of Friends, and I think it was like right after they had asked for their big raise, and I remember being on the set and. Um, I will say he was the only one that came out and was like, "Hey, everybody! Thanks to all the, you know, the Aww. the the extras and the 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 guest stars, you know, for coming in." And he was so up for physical comedy. I was like, you know, excited to like wax his eyebrows and bring him back. And you know, so we had this whole physical comedy. I was like, "Are you okay with trying this? Are you okay with me trying that?" And me like pushing your head and can I push your hand yeah. into the thing of wax? And he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You're awesome." So he was totally game for anything. And um, Joey, Joey. <laughs> one of my other favorite jobs was on Six Feet Under. I mean, that was like, oh, at I the love, time yeah. when that show was like, this is amazing. Um, and my dear friend, Max Muchnick, who wrote Will and Grace, and I'm so proud of him because that's back. Mm -hmm. And so um, so he wrote some other terrific shows like Boston Common. And I got to I just got to cry on that show a lot because I went to school with him. And he was like, whenever you fake cry, it's hysterical. <laughs> um, and then uh Ray Donovan, I remember I, that would just the coolest thing. I have a quick John Voight story. I, I saw him on the set, and it was the first couple of episodes of that show, and I'd seen a trailer. So I was like, said to my agent, yeah, I, I want to do that. And they were like, it's a co-star. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's a, first of all, it's a, a week-long co-star, so I do want to do it. I have a couple scenes. And 
I said to him as he was walking around like the sort of area where all the trailers are with like just a slightly open bathrobe and I was like that's kind of weird but okay and um, I said congratulations Mr. Boyd your show is amazing because you just knew it was going to be this amazing show Mm -hmm. and um, he said who are you and I said because a lot of people don't read the whole script. Sometimes I don't. You sort of scan for where your part is. You know, unless you need to read the whole script. For Of course, you're not an idiot. You read the whole script to see what's going on. And I said, um, I'm the other woman. In the script, I was the other woman. I'm usually the other woman or a cougar or an agent or bitchy publicist. <laughs> and then he goes, of course you are. And he took my face and he kissed me right in the mouth for a really long time. And I was like, that's awkward. It's <laughs> really awkward. And then he said, would you like to have lunch? And I was like, like right now and he's like no tomorrow for like you know when we break for lunch and I was like okay that's the weirdest thing I think I've ever been yeah. asked is to have lunch with John Voigt at the end of the day for you know at craft service time for the yeah. following day so then he asked me and I was like well I'm vegan but I, I would maybe sit with you for some rice and vegetables and beans and then um and then he, he was just just too weird so I didn't I didn't have lunch with him <laughs> um I just actually said you know what you're really creeping me out and I'm going to go sit at another table so that's my John Boyd story. It makes for a great one. And now every time I see him, I'm going to think of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a phenomenal a actor. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah you got to get out there. you got to do your own things. And now, forgot. so yeah. my own show that yes, I wrote, that's what I, yep. but I wrote and created mm-hmm. with my friend uh, Fia Pereira, um, a show called Do the Voice. Because in animation, you always get, oh, you're Pearl the Whale and SpongeBob. Oh, my gosh, do the voice. I yeah. mean, so, right? So yeah. you get told to, you get asked, rather, to do your voice, like, to do the voice of whatever. You're Diane Simmons. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I did go through Whole Foods once, and she was like, are you Diane Simmons? I'm like, yes, I am. Um, so that's what that's what happens, right? So, you know, thinking about, like, trying to find relevancy in your career, your love life after a horrendous breakup and things like that, um, this, this sort of project kind of birthed itself. And she and I created something totally Totally wonderful, and it's sort of like if you watch the show Fleabag, it's wonderful. She mm-hmm. sort of, out of grief, does a lot of crazy things um, with men and just life, and um, and uh, it's sort of that meets Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's a musical comedy, okay. so I sort of get to break out into song. I figured, why not throw all my talents in there mm-hmm. um, with the smattering of the comeback, you know, because we sort of know that I'm who I am, just like how Lisa Kudrow on the mm-hmm, comeback mm-hmm. knows who she is, and you know, it's sort of like a lovable. You know, but slightly self-absorbed. Um, you know, um, you know, famous voice gal and her her sort of uh, you know coming of age, if you will, at fifty. So, um, so that's uh, fifty-one. So that's that's what the show's about. And we shot a great pilot presentation directed by Darren Stein, who's an amazing mm-hmm. director. He um, directed um, Jawbreaker, which is very pre Mean Girls and pre Heather's, oh, and okay. Gay Best Friend. He's an amazing director. And we're taking it out, and we're having some really great. Um, feedback on it, and um, and so hopefully we'll get it we'll we'll get it out there, and it'll be coming to a, a channel near you very soon. Oh, yeah. so I'm very very excited. You want to see that? Yeah. yeah. So how um, how much do you credit like a lot that has happened for you with your ability to hustle and keep continuing and, and making things happen? Like you said, creating opportunities Constantly. like this. Create, you just you just can't shows. take it personally. Yeah, I've done yeah. a one woman show. Um, you know, I had to just like trying to get even new representation recently. I was just you just got to I got, I picked up the phone because a dear friend of mine, uh, I don't want to name names in case it's weird, uh, but she was like, just call them. I think you guys are a great fit with my agent. Just use my name because she was on the set. I picked up the phone. This was two weeks ago. I was like, hey, so-and-so agency, my dear friend is with you guys. She was in my pilot, and uh, she said we'd be a great match. So I'm just picking up the good old-fashioned telephone, and he and I laughed. A guy said, can I speak to so-and-so? He gets on the phone, and I said, um, 
so thank you for taking my call. I'm actually, this is this is exciting. We're using the phone. He laughs. And I said, <laughs> so I'm actually going to send over, if it's okay with you, an email that has got the link to all my stuff and a link of the pilot that I that I wrote and created and I produced and I'm starring in. Would that be cool with you? And I'm going to, is it okay if I follow up in blah, blah, blah days? He said, sure. Never heard from him. So I followed up in such and such days. I said, hey, so I'm following up in that time that I said I would follow up. You just, you, you just, mm-hmm. you got to do it. You just got to do it. And then you have to, like, also give yourself some hippy-dippy affirmations. Or every time that you're like, I did something really good, you either have to take yourself out for a big cocktail. Or, I mean, you know, frozen yogurt. <laughs> take a hike. Like, go, go get your nails done. Guys, go get a pedicure. It feels really good. Um, <laughs> but you have to give yourself these mini little, like, you know, like I did rewards, good. Rewards. Rewards. Yeah. Because it's freaking hard. Yep. But you just keep going because if you want to do this, there's that aspect to it. But I, I genuinely feel like, so here's the business, right? The acting side of it is just happens to be, um, w- when you book work, that's the ice, icing on the cake. The rest mm-hmm. of our business is just that. It's show business. Getting new headshots and getting a demo reel and making your website and you know going uh-huh. to some like meet the agent nights and doing all that stuff that you're like, oh, God. But that's just the reality of what it is. So if you can find ways to reward yourself or like have a cocktail afterwards with a good friend, do all mm-hmm. those kind of things, then it's not so like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I want to kill my, you know, because otherwise yeah. you're just going to, you're just going to like be in this horrible place and you're going to be like, they didn't cast me. It's their fault. It's their fault. No, the onus is on you, mm-hmm. you know, to also be a happy person, mm-hmm. to be a joyful person. So when you walk in the room, you're not like, you know. Yeah. So, Yeah. And then you're able to, too, I think, you know, the not beating yourself up, too, afterwards. Yeah. You know, let it, do, yeah. going in there, doing your job, and then letting it go. Yeah, and know when you're, if you're in a funky place, then that day's not the day to yep. do those calls. And that's not the day to do those emails. But then say, okay, I'm going to negotiate with myself. Let me get my phone out, my calendar. I didn't do it on Tuesday. I'm going to do it Thursday and reschedule with yourself. I mean, I mm-hmm. do that with myself all yep. the time. And I'm like, move it. I'm like, I want to punch someone. Let's do it Thursday. Okay. No, I think that's key. I, I, I do that a lot now with things. If your energy is low, then I'll start to do those things that like don't require much of my creative right. mind, that, 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 but I need to get done as well. Right. And then that way, I don't have those looming when I do need to be creative. If they're off the list, yeah. they're done. You're ready to move yeah. on to the next one. Yeah, that's a great point, yeah. I think. Yeah. All right, we're ra- running out of time, so I want to make sure we do the Tom Girl of the Week, and I want to come back to you for okay. Speed Around. Whee! Okay, so real quick, we're, we'll do our Tom Girl of the Week. I think we have a photo, maybe. There we go. So this is Sage Erickson. So she's a pro surfer, and she just won the Vans U.S. Open of Surfing in Huntington Beach. So um, check her out. Yeah, she's awesome, fun. Follow her Instagrams. Lots of cool pics. And just seems like just real, I mean, yeah, badass, fun, you know, just good little Tom Girl tribe. And, yeah, just fun people. So check her out. No, I've only I've only taken one lesson. It's on my list. To well, learn, our friend Scott Parkin can teach us how to I, surf. Yes, we need right? to go to his that day. He has. Yeah. All right. So back to you for our speed round. Yeah. Okay. Your favorite drink? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I like a dry prosecco, or I've decided that now I just want like straight up tequila. I don't know, like um, a nice, just rich tequila because it doesn't give me headaches. Your guilty pleasure. Um, these vegan cookies, um, they're from Mer, um, I I can't even think of what the brand is, but these vegan like chocolate chip cookies, I can't think of the brand, but, um, yes, just, you can plop them on my doorstep if you wouldn't mind, like later, like after 11. (laughs) Sure. Okay. On it. With tequila. With tequila. (laughs) Your happy place. Oh, um, hiking with my dogs, um, up the Coenga Pass, like near, um, where the Hollywood sign is. 
Um, something people would be surprised to know about you. That I am, um, that I like, to, that I'm actually kind of, um, well, that I'm really emotional, that I'm really kind of a weepy, I can, I'm a, I'm a crier. Mm. I'm a crier and I'm very, very, I'm very oversensitive. I'm really oversensitive. All right. And the top place on your bucket list right now? Oh, to go? You to mean go, where I want to yeah. go? God, I'm so not well-traveled. Um, or to mm. do if there's like something like to learn to surf or to, yeah. I'm really uncoordinated. He's going to mm-hmm. have to teach me. Um, um, I really want to go to Costa Rica. I mean, I know everybody does, mm-hmm. but I really want to go there. Or I want to go to, I know my dear friend Fia climbed um, Kilimanjaro. Ooh. I'd love to be a badass like her. Why can't I do that? Nice ones. All right. Well, before we go, I want you to tell people where they can either contact you for if they are looking for coaching or um, to find out more about getting involved with more of the animal activism yes. that you do. Um, you can just contact me through my website. Um, you can contact me. My website is there. I mean, the, the email is there. And uh, so you can go to LoriAllen.com. And thank you so much for that, by the way. And um, I would love for you guys to please follow my dear friend Mark Ching at Animal Hope and Wellness. You can find him on uh, on um, Facebook. And you can follow him, especially on Instagram. He's got some amazing stories. Sometimes the videos are hard to see. But it's really important that you just even know. I always say that just knowing that the dog and cat meat trade exists is being being enough of an activist and just sharing and that this actually goes on in the United States in 44 countries sorry about mm-hmm. this because it's kind of intense to hear in 44 mm-hmm. countries I'm sorry excuse me in 44 states pardon me in the United States it's legal to consume your pet so we all have to be kind of aware that this is going on so if if something's actually going on in your state you know you can call the animal task force and, and tell them what's up but in the meantime please follow Mark with a C Ching animal hope and wellness and be a part of what's going on in this movement, the dog and cat meat trade, and do everything and anything you can to just share through social media because they don't want us to know um, mm-hmm. the what's going on. So you have to be, you got to be in the know and share it as much as possible. Yeah. Even though it's hard, just 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 keep sharing and knowing about it. I thank yeah. you for that. Thank you too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. It's I could thank talk to you, you for another whole hour. So wonderful. So I can't wait to see your show come out. Do the it's voice. Come out. Do, the do the voice. voice. Do the voice. Hashtag. Do the voice. So, yeah. Can you do the voice? <laughs> First That's scene, a great name first too. scene is the best, awesome. especially when a gynecologist asks you to do the voice. <laughs> Was that a true story? I don't know. You'll have to find out. <laughs> all right. Well, stay tuned. Okay. Well, we will see you guys all here again next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.